What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. Uh, in this one, we're going to be talking about the college football playoff semifinal games, um, Alabama versus Cincinnati, and then Georgia versus Michigan. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. Talking college football playoff semifinal games. Um, which one do you want to start with? Um, I mean, do we want to start with the foregone conclusion? Alabama, Alabama versus Cincinnati. I mean, I think that's a logical place to start. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say is that on paper, Cincinnati has, I mean, I would argue that they have the best secondary in the country. I mean. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, say. What's Sa- his name? Sauce Gardner Kobe, Kobe and Bryant Kobe Bryant. Thorpe. Yeah. Right. They're both whore. But. And Mechie's out. Nobody. That's, I mean, that's a plus. Mechie being out. Because if you have him and Jameson Williams and then you're, you're rolling in uh, Jaleel Billingsley and, and all these other guys. Yeah. I mean, it's. You can't cover everybody with two people, but yeah. <clears throat> with Mechie being out, you really only have one guy that's not one guy that's a threat, but one guy that, you, that will ruin the game for you. Right. So I would I would have to assume that uh, Amad Gardner is going to follow him all over. If he doesn't, then he's soft. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, you you can't talk about how, you, how you've how never given up a touchdown and you're the best corner in this class and then the best receiver you ever played against. You don't follow him. But on the other hand, I would understand them not doing that because the guy on the other side is just as good. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think they're Bama, real. Bama receivers, Jameson William has 1,400 yards. Mechie has 1,100 yards, and the next receiver has 300 yards. Right. It's, it's Slade, a two-man Slade show. Bolden, yeah. So, with Mechie out, that's Damn, is definitely... it Slade Bolden? Yep. Wow, they went full Will Sweeney on him. Yep. But, hey, I mean, that's the thing, though. I feel like if, if there's a team that can stand to have, you know, 1,100 yards of production out and no one behind him, it's probably Bama. Because they yeah. probably got, you know, like four or five five stars that are, you know, competing at practice to be the number four receiver. That's, yeah, so, that's very true. <clears throat> that's It'll how be they, interesting, that's though. That's how they operate. Because this, I mean, I think they do have a good secondary, uh, Cincinnati does. But, I mean, I don't know if Cincinnati's offense is going to be able to do anything against Bama's defense. Even if their defense stops Bama's offense for, I mean, they're not going to stop them the whole game. But no. is, can Cincinnati do anything against Bama's defense, who is ranked, I, I mean, think, like, you, number eight? Cincinnati's ranked, like, number seven in total defense, so. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think when you look at it, you got you to gotta start at the line of scrimmage. And Bama has a massive advantage on both sides. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we look at playoff games. It's about defensive lines and quarterbacks, as is most of football, to be honest with you. But I think the problem is, is that, one, uh, Will Anderson is a freakazoid, alien, non-human life form. So he's probably going to have like five sacks, ten oh. pressures. I mean, and that'll just be a regular day at the office. Yeah. And Cincinnati, they can't do anything about it. I mean, Cincinnati's rocking Jerome Ford, who's like a pretty productive player. But let's not kid ourselves. Homeboy was like fourth in the depth chart at Bama when he transferred. Like, that's that's what we're talking about here. Oh. You know, I can't think of his name, but Cincinnati has a tall white guy, number 18, I believe. Um, he's one of their – I think he might be their leading receiver. Alec um, Pierce? <clears throat> could be. Is he number 18? That sounds right. I don't know. Hold on. Let me look. Um, but anyway, he's – No, he's he number, seems, this guy's number 12. Okay. Maybe that's it. But anyway, they have they have a tall white dude that, that Ritter throws a lot to, especially in the red zone. Um, I just – it's just not a good matchup for them against Bama's defense because Bama – I mean, when they start running a nickel – nickel packages and you have Jordan battle on the field, like playing down in the box. Like they have, they got a lot of versatility. Their linebackers aren't that great, but again, Jerome Ford is respectfully not that fast. I mean, he is, but he's, he takes a minute to get going. So I don't know. It just, when you look at semifinal games in the past, one versus four is always a massacre. Always. Like, literally always. Well, most semifinal games are blowouts anyway. I think the average uh, yeah. margin of victory right now is like 18 or 19 points in a semifinal. Yeah. Like, they're not typically close. Um, And I, I kind of see this game going that way. I, I mean, to be honest with you, since he loses by two touchdowns, I think I think that's probably about right. Um, but they could spread? also lose by um, – I want to say it was at 14 and a half or 13 and a half, something like that. They're they're right around where I think it would be reasonable. But it's I could at, also yeah, see it's Cincinnati. Yeah, 13 and a half. Right. And I could see Cincinnati losing by fucking 30. I mean, <laughs> I really could. But I, like you said, I don't know if they're going to be able to score. I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball on Bama. Yeah. Their, their defensive line is, I mean, it's – they're built to stop the run, and then you have Will Anderson that's coming off the edge like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Bama's so, also been pretty up and down throughout the season. Obviously, yeah. you know, they beat the shit out of Ole Miss and beat the shit out of Georgia, but they also almost lost to Auburn, who's not a very good team, who actually lost their bowl game today. Um, right. But they have saving, dude. You have to really – if it's the game that matters, Bama's not coming out flat. Bama's about to come out there and, and put somebody's dick in the dirt. Yeah. Because that's, that's just how they operate. But I mean, I don't I really want Cincinnati to be competitive. Um, but I don't have any illusions about them actually keeping this close in the fourth quarter and winning the game, you know? Yeah. I mean, they would have to come out hot. Desmond Ritter and, would have to have the game of his life. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're we're gonna see if he's actually like a legitimate first round type quarterback. 
because I think the demand for quarterbacks is always way too high anyway. So guys like him can can slide in at the end. You know, he he really reminds me of, of Jordan Love, except he's not quite as spastic as Jordan Love. Yeah, completing sixty six percent of his passes, thirty touchdowns, eight interceptions. It's not bad. No, not at all. He, he's not. I as wish good. Clemson had that. Not as good of a runner as I don't know. I figured he would be, but he hasn't run very much this year. Yeah, a couple of years ago, back before he re- like figured out how to throw, he, they ran it a lot more. But I think that's going to be part of the game plan. Yeah, I mean, it's going to need to be. It's you got to have, you got to go eleven on eleven, and plus, it's it's probably going to be your last game anyway. So what's the point? In <laughs> Yeah, they need to go true. to the they need to go fold the Sean Watson game plan and just run the hell out of him. Yep. But like I said, I I feel bad for Cincinnati because you know you know Nick Saban is going to be in there talking about how you know Bama's been disrespected and this and that. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, I don't. I probably not. But oh, poor Cincinnati. Good. I mean, good on them for getting there, though. Yeah, nice res- to see it happen. Respect to that. Um, but yeah, you got a score prediction? I don't, but do you? <laughs> um, I mean, if I had to throw a number out there, I'd probably say like, it sounds bad when I say it, but like 40, 41, 41, 17, 41, 21. Like, I just, again, I just, I see this being. Yeah, I was thinking somewhere around like two, three touchdowns. Yeah, I was thinking like 35, 20 or 35, 21 or something like that. I just have a bad feeling. A little, little, little bit closer than yours, but I mean, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're more competitive than that. But I just, I can see this going so similar to the Georgia game where Bama like takes a little bit to get going. And then all of a sudden they score on like 100 straight drives. And then they just cut it off in the second half because they don't they don't need to score. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is that it, the game might start off really slow, like the first quarter could be, you know, three nothing or something, and then Bama will just take off. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's that's what they do. Yeah, kind of. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky and Cincinnati will upset them. Which I don't know if I even want that because then you have a a championship game that's. Still looks like a bad matchup for them because Georgia and Michigan are just so physical at the line of scrimmage. I have, oh boy, yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. I guess we can go ahead and start talking about that because there are two yeah, teams, I mean, two teams that like to establish the line of scrimmage and run the ball, and then play. It's going to be a fist fight. I've been saying this for defense. the last like two podcasts, but it's it's about to be a bloodbath out there. Like, is it like you said, both of them? I mean, Michigan has the best offensive line in the country. They won the what is that? The Campbell or not the Campbell? The Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, their run blocking grades are through the roof. I mean, you look at them: Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. Like their stats are stupid. Yep, they're both averaging like what is it six plus a carry, both of them. So. <clears throat> 
I mean, Haskins, Haskins is, is averaging take... 4.9. Corum's averaging 6.7. Okay. I was thinking Haskins was up there because Haskins has been but Haskins well, he went has... crazy against Ohio State. He's got 20 touchdowns, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got 20 touchdowns, but Haskins has, Haskins has 261 attempts to Corum's 141. So he's just got way more carries. Yeah, that's the thing. Haskins is like the last five or six games of the year, really the second half of the season, he's kind of started to take over. It was more of an even split, but I think the the issue with them is that they, they're kind of the same. Yeah. Like they're pretty much the same build. Like both of yeah. them catch out of the backfield, but it's not like a focal point. Um, but I think that's where that's where Georgia can be exploited, in my opinion. Because uh, you have linebackers that are flying around, but they're running so much zone coverage. If you can get if you can get blocking in theory, they're not gonna have a bunch of hats around the ball at once. Um, but I I really just I mean, I don't even really know how to how to I guess as far as a prediction goes, I really don't know what to think because I could easily see Michigan coming out there, not being able to run the ball at all, and then McNamara just like completely folding. Yeah, throwing like. But I could. But I say, I mean, I feel the exact same way about Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) I could. I could easily see Aiden Hudson and Ajabo taking over the game. Because I mean, let's be honest, Georgia's offensive line is good. But they're but, not yeah. to the level that Michigan's is. Yeah. So, and, and I, I mean, Aiden Michigan, Hutchinson is is one of the best players in the nation. So yeah, and Ojabo on the other side, David Ojabo's projected a top ten pick too. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's because they're like sliding protection to Hutchinson's side, and he's just going crazy one on one. But either way, I mean, it's I. I really think it's going to be low scoring, to be honest with you, because I don't think either like, you, yeah, how you Georgia's so. game plan was against Clemson, where they were kind of like super conservative. Brock Brock Bowers has like 15 catches. Like I could I could very easily see that happening, because um, <clears throat> in the secondary, Michigan has uh, they have Daxon Hill, and I can't think of their corner's name. Um, and that's going to bother me, but anyway. I know they have a good safety and a good corner. Um, and Georgia just doesn't really have a ton of matchups that they can throw at you. Yeah. So, again. I assume George Pickens is going to be full go. I mean, you would you would have to think. Because, I mean, he was limited uh, last game, but. That's been, what, three weeks? Yeah. So, you think, he, you think he's full go, so that's good. They got A.D. Mitchell. That's, uh, that's the thing, though. They don't – They don't. even if they're full go, like, I mean, I realize Pickens is limited, but he ran – what did Davini say? Like, 18 routes and had one target. Yeah. Like a 40-yard catch. So, it's kind of like if he's out there running routes, he's either a decoy or you throw him the ball. Like, you throw him the ball. But that's not really what they do. It's a very interesting offense for Georgia. So, because when they can't run the ball, then you got to let Stetson go back there and throw it. To Brock Bowers. That's very unnerving. Yeah, to Brock (laughs) Bowers. Or Lab McConkie, but I don't know. Georgia actually has a really good screen game, too. They do a lot of 
kind of funky stuff with with bubble screens and like having blockers set up in the middle of the field. It's so I think I think that I mean you have to do that with Aiden Hutchinson and and the, both of their ends really. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to you're gonna have to screen them and to be honest with you, I think I think maybe rolling the pocket with Stetson Bennett's your best bet. Some RPOs off of them. Just quick stuff, which, like I said, I feel like the game plan is probably going to be kind of similar to what you saw JT Daniels do against Clemson because, I mean, they're you have to assume that they're looking at that defense thinking, okay, we're going to have to play in home booth a little bit. But, I mean, they could go out there like they did against Bama and let Stetson play hero ball. <laughs> well, if they get behind, they, they'll have to. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> But like I said, I could I could see Michigan completely folding on offense too, and it's like, you know, a ten seven game with five minutes to go. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. I kind of hope it's like that because I feel like the Bama game is gonna we're gonna see some points. Yeah, um, for sure. Because Georgia's Georgia's the they they them in Michigan played the later slot, right? Um. Yeah, they play at seven thirty. Okay. I don't know. I'm. I'm excited for it. At least it's a new group of teams. Like Michigan and Cincinnati getting in is different. Obviously, Georgia has been in once, but that was – was it 17? So, yeah, it's been been a few years since they've been in it. Most of the guys on the team were either freshmen and weren't really playing. Like They don't really have anybody that's contributing that was uh, there when they, when they lost to Bama in the championship. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's new faces, which is good in some respects, but I don't know. It's um, I kind of would have liked to have seen Bama and Michigan um, in the semifinals, but I mean, I think Michigan has a chance to beat Georgia, honestly. Oh, I mean, I I absolutely do. If I, I mean, had to put think... money on it, I would I would bet Georgia, but at yeah. the same time, the what what. What Michigan did to Ohio State, a team that could throw the ball, I feel like they match up against Bama better than anybody because we've already we've already yeah, seen Georgia go in there and kind of flop, you know. Yeah. So it's I don't I'm excited for it though because I think, like you said, I think Michigan has has a really good shot to win, but I feel like they're a better matchup for Bama than they are for Georgia because Georgia is so yeah. similar to them in a lot of ways. At least against Bama, they might be able to control the line of scrimmage. Now, if we get the same sort of – because Georgia doesn't really have much of a pass rush from their defensive line, frankly. I mean, statistics would say that they've got pressures and stuff like that, but they're not they're not sacking the quarterback. Whereas Bama, that's kind of their game. They don't, they don't run protect all that well, but they pass for us. So for Georgia – you know, Michigan's not going to be dropping back and throwing the ball a ton. So it kind of plays into what Georgia wants to do. But I don't I don't I don't know. I I, I feel very conflicted about this. You think uh Bama exploiting the Georgia defense helped Michigan in this one? <laughs> um I don't think so. I mean to some extent. Yeah, I mean you you have to you have to think so. Um but like I said, I there's only one guy I can think of on Michigan's offense at receiver, and I don't even know his name. I know he's number one. He's got an afro. He went crazy against Michigan State. 
Um, is it Cornelius Johnson? He, that's their leading receiver. Number one, he might be a freshman or sophomore. Um, no, this guy's number six. Okay, so yeah, I don't even I don't even know their, who their leading receiver is. I just know number <laughs> one because he's super fast. Um, <clears throat> Maybe Roman. But that's – No, that's number 14. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I think obviously. I mean, Georgia and Michigan are just so exposed. So similar. They're so it's really, similar. It's very strange. I'm. I'll be curious to see if Georgia can run the football on them because the interior of Michigan's defensive line is is built to stop the run. Then you have ends that are. I mean, Hutchinson. They they both do it all really. Yeah. Especially Hutchinson. Like he'll. He'll throw your tackles around and kill your quarterback or your – like, he doesn't care. It's just straight-up violence. So, but, I mean, I just – again, I just hope it's a good game. That's really all I care about at this point. Yeah, score But I do – I um, – I'm going to – I'm going to go – shit, I'm going to go 20 to 13 Georgia, but – Again, I really want to see Michigan, like Michigan Bama. That's that's the one I want to see. That would be crazy. I just, I just feel like Georgia has has too much depth defensively, and they'll. I mean, you got to think Brock Bowers is going to break one. Somebody will break one. You know. Yeah. They'll. And Georgia's also against Bama. You saw they had a couple of drives where they were like, "Okay, let's let's run the ball. Like, let's actually try and run the ball," and they were able to move it down the field on them. Right. So, could be a couple of drives where Georgia's able to impose their will and run the ball a little bit. But I mean, you got to think like even a hundred percent. But but Georgia's front seven is it's it's so deep. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You can you can say okay, we're going to run the ball, but as soon as you sub, Georgia's rolling in more NFL players. <laughs> Michigan, the depth's the depth's good, but it's not like that. Well, yeah, not so, really. No one else is except Bama, I guess. Yeah, but even even this year, Bama doesn't have it like Georgia. Nobody yeah. does. Yep. Nobody's even close. Yep. So what's what's your score? That's what we need now. I'm gonna go. Just pick Michigan. Just go ahead and do it. I'm going to go 24-17 Michigan. Georgia has the ball last drive of the game. Stetson Bennett throws a pick. Honestly, you just sold me. That sounds so realistic. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you think about it, at some point, if, if and when Georgia stops being able to run the ball and Stetson has to throw it, the odds of him making a mistake are, I'm not going to say higher than him making the throw, but, I mean, they got to be 50-50 at Close, best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of he's, – he's the ultimate wild card here. Because for Michigan, McNamara has been pretty conservative with the ball. Like, they don't really push it downfield with him. Um, he's been fairly efficient, though. I think he's around 70% completion. So 64.6. Um, yeah, I thought he was higher than that. Okay. Um, they also they also played JJ McCarthy in awful spots. 
they do him a lot like Justin Fields, where he comes in and he like runs the ball or throws it deep. And there's really not a whole lot of in between. Yeah. Um, but I mean, frankly, Georgia hasn't seen a ton of running quarterbacks this year. Um, so that could be a, a little wrinkle for them. But like you said, I think Georgia, Georgia's secondary, I, I don't even want to call it getting exposed because it's kind of like when you play teams like Bama or Ohio State that have a bunch of good receivers and a good quarterback, like, and they're going to scheme you up. Like sometimes it happens. Yeah. But, and again, I don't know if Michigan has the personnel to really take advantage of what got put on tape. So <clears throat> I guess we're going to find out, though. It should yeah, be We're definitely going to find out. We're definitely going to find out. Oh, I'm man. Just, well, <clears throat> I mean, at this point, I'm just ready for Clemson's game tomorrow. Carolina will play Thursday morning. Yeah, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but um, – it might, it might come out. I might be able to get it out tomorrow during the Clemson game. <laughs> any any last last thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, not really. I just, I again, I just really hate that Brees Hall decided he didn't need this game. Which, in Would fairness, have been way cooler. He doesn't need it. Um, but I also think the argument could be made that Clemson this year could possibly be the best defense he would have seen. I mean, obviously, obviously I don't – I can't – I'm not going to sit here and name off who all he's played that's, you know, been like statistically good defenses because I don't know. Right. But this year's Clemson team would have to be top five. They just have to be. I mean, yeah. So I, and I think the other thing is, is that this year's running back class isn't all that deep. Like, there's really not – a Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey or somebody like that where you're like, okay, this guy's like a lock to go top five, top ten. Like, I think Brees Hall's probably your number one back just in terms of overall production. And he's still mid-first round, late first round at yeah. best. A lot of the stuff I'm seeing has him like round two. Um, but I haven't really been so looking at any mock drafts yet. <clears throat> Need to get into that. I mean – I sort of – I see them, but, again, I think I, they're all so stupid because at this point they're all they're all over the place. Yeah. Like, once you get towards, you know, They March slowly – yeah, they slowly the, narrow it down. Yeah, they slowly start to assimilate, and you, and you figure out, okay, like, here's kind of what the top five is going to look like, maybe in the wrong order, but you have a pretty good idea of who the guys are. So, yeah. The only other thing I will say is that um, – as far as Clemson's new coordinators are going, um, it's it's kind of odd to me how how vocal the defensive players have been about Wes Goodwin. Because like I get that you all like you're gonna voice support for the guy, but and I don't know if it's to the point of like being for show. And I guess part of it is also that the reporters are consistently asking about it. But it doesn't matter who they're talking to. They're all just, like, showing hella love, which, I mean, is great. But it's almost like at a certain point, like, are these, like, are you trying to, like, downplay the fact that this cat might not know what the hell he's doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I'm skeptical, and that's really the biggest thing. I want to see – I don't expect DJ to be a different quarterback, but Brandon Streeter's comments about how when he got to Clemson, he thought it was – kind of strange that 
their play caller wasn't also the quarterback's coach because he said, obviously, that your offense runs through that guy's hands uh, every single play. So it's so for him, he feels like he has a pretty uh, intimate knowledge of what his quarterbacks are good at and what they feel comfortable with and what they're confident in. And, you know, so that gives him a better better chance to call the right plays and, and put them in a position to be successful. So really the stuff that he said thus far about being a little bit more aggressive and, you know, trying to open things up, also catering specifically to his quarterbacks, which has been the area of weakness, um, you know, it's it sounds promising nonetheless. So I'm I'm just curious to see how he plays. Obviously, I don't expect a ton of difference because the players are the same. It's not like in three weeks they're they've changed the whole offense or the whole defense. Right. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if there's anything immediate that that looks like okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. Like if uh, you can tell tell the difference in play calling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just in the sense that Tony Elliott really until the last two games of the year, it's like he didn't want to just totally commit to the run. And then when he did, I mean, we had two of our most impressive games of the year back to back at the end. Yeah. So, and obviously the defense had a lot to do with what we did against Wake and against Carolina, but, you know, I don't know. It's just Tony Lee got in, got in spurts where it's almost like he was in his own head where he's like, Okay, I'm trying to break tenancy right here, so I'm gonna do something that I normally wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you end up and then you end up realizing that Travis Etienne hasn't touched the ball in like three series. Yeah. So there's stuff like that that I think I always liked Tony Elliott because he didn't do stupid stuff. Like you could count on him not to not to get in like a third and one and try and throw a deep play action pass. <laughs> but also that it kind of sucks because you're never expecting a, a play actually pass on third short. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see if we're more aggressive, but I think when your quarterback sucks, you can't be aggressive. Yeah. So we'll see. Wish we had Clubnik for this game. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I wish we had Rattler for this game. Shit, let's do it. Just a little tryout. No <laughs> one cares about the bowl games anyway. I mean, <laughs> Iowa State said they don't have anybody with COVID, but, you know, tomorrow at, like, 2.35, they'll probably be, yeah, our whole team has COVID. Let's yeah. go home. Yeah. We'll see. What, yeah. what You got You got any last words for uh, for the Carolina versus Carolina violence? I really don't, dude. I really don't. Um, it's going to be interesting, obviously. Oh, Zeb starting. I mean, it's it's going to be it'll, – it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be kind of a in miracle. A good way or bad if, way? It'll, I think it'll be kind of, kind of be a miracle if South Carolina wins. Because North Carolina has everybody. They, they, they didn't lose anybody to opt out or, or anything, anybody important at least. Um, I mean, I don't think Sam Howell's going to like throw for 400 yards, but he might run for 100 and two touchdowns. And then they got good running backs that can run on us. We're, we're not a good run defense and we're losing JJ Ningbare or you know we lost JJ Ningbare to opt out so um soft I don't know I mean if our offensive line comes out and plays like they did in a couple games this year and we can run the ball um Zeb is a fine distributor of the football if he has time and if the running game is working 
um, you know, we could keep it close, maybe pull it out in the end. But if the offensive line plays like they did for a majority of the year, it's going to be it's going to be not too good. So I feel like uh, you could almost count on UNC coming out there and like looking totally discombobulated because they do that pretty much every other game. I mean, yeah, so that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like their whole thing. Yeah. They just some some drives they look really good and then other drives they can't get their head out of their ass, it seems. But yeah. I think I think the good thing that y'all have going is that their offensive line is like consistently garbage. Yeah. So yeah, they're not good. And like you said, all that pin and pull stuff where they're doubling guys up on the edge, like they're <clears throat> they're they're doing things schematically where their offensive line is trying to work around the fact that they're not that good. Not good, yeah. Because they're – I mean, they're really bad in pass protection. Like, really bad. Yeah. Um, and that's why Sam Howell has so many freaking scramble yards. Yeah, no kidding. That's – I mean, like you said, if he has 100 yards and two touchdowns, I don't feel like y'all got a shot. Yeah. But if you can – if you can stop him from running – I, I mean, just that's... like I don't know how I don't know who, because obviously our linebackers are not the most athletic guys. Uh, we've already talked about that enough <laughs> this season. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, who, what do you what do you even fast enough? But is he? You know, I mean, is he going to make the right decisions? Or I mean, Sam Howell's a pretty shifty guy, um, and if you know if he catches you on your heels, he can he can run through arm tackles too. So. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a good runner. I mean there's yeah. no there's no there's no denying it at this point. He is what he is. But yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't know what we're gonna have drawn up there. I think the secondary is gonna be fine. Like I said, I don't I don't think he's gonna just dominate us through the air. I think it's gonna right. be more more of a ground attack that beats us in the end. Um, and I mean, they're gonna score points. So if we can't score points, then obviously we're gonna lose the game. So, you got to hope for some turnovers, though. If he throws a pick or two, you know, maybe he tries six. to go full Tebow <laughs> and gets ripped. Yeah. I mean, we have been pretty yeah, good at creating turnovers. So, that's one thing. If we can get a bunch of turnovers, it could shift momentum pretty quickly. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's not a great matchup for us. But also, like you said, North Carolina has been pretty up and down. I mean, Georgia Tech came out and beat the shit out of them. So, that's that's the that's kind of the game script you're hoping for. Yeah, is where they come out and don't look good, go full Sam Howell, Tim Tebow mode. He fumbles, you know. You're, and the crazy thing about that Tech game is they had they had Jordan Yates in there, yeah, and weren't doing anything on offense, and UNC couldn't get anything going. And then Jeff Sims comes in there, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this is Jeff Sims. This is the dude we've been waiting on. Yeah. So maybe that's what Zeb will do. Maybe Zeb will go out in a freaking blaze of glory. If he wins this game, he he needs a movie. Because that would be crazy. Coming off the freaking coaching staff. Beamer said in a press I mean, conference um, earlier this week, he was like, if Zeb <laughs> performs well in the game, then I told him he could work with the quarterbacks next year. And if not, he has to work with the offensive line. <laughs> oh. So. He's got he's got Honestly, his coaching spirit that. riding on the game. But I mean, no, it'll I, be it'll be fun. It'll it, I'm yeah. just excited to watch another game, you know, another bowl game. Because we haven't, For I mean, real. 
South Carolina doesn't go to them all the time. So, you know, another football game to watch. I mean, this is – it'll be the last – tomorrow will be the last day for, you know, another 300-some-odd day. Well, I guess it'll probably be like 250 days before I see another football game that I really give a shit about. Because the NFL, I don't care. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, last game before before Spencer Rattler, the Rattler era, the Rattler season. <laughs> or Rattlesnake season. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about it, though, because I feel like y'all might – I don't know how good y'all will be, but I feel like y'all could be, like, the team that just ruins everybody else's season. Yeah. Like, you go 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four and your wins are just, like, at the worst possible time for everybody else that's ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, I mean, our – ours... around and ruin, ruin Georgia's season. Maybe Kentucky comes sick. out pretty good ruin their season. I don't, I don't know. We're playing crossover games. I don't know ruin if their season going to be that good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean they're losing Rodriguez. They're bringing back Will Levis. Um, but they're the losing Wandell. Wandell Robinson. They're losing too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And That's Will the thing, Levis the East is... wasn't anything like super special. No, Florida's, I mean, re- he was... Florida's rebuilding. Tennessee will be pretty good because Hendon Hooker's coming back. I don't know who else. Uh, who else is there? But. It'll be interesting. Our senior center, Eric Douglas, I didn't even know he had any more eligibility. I didn't know it was an option, but he said he's coming back. Um, That's always hype. Yeah, so I don't know if we're going to lose anyone off the offensive line, at least starting now. Like, who's who? I mean, earlier in the season, we were starting different guys, but from the people starting now, we should return them all, which doesn't mean they're going to get any better necessarily. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, but I mean, they're probably experience. Not gonna get yeah, yeah, but experience is nice. So, but I also think, I mean, if you have Spencer Rattler, it has to naturally open up the box. Because part of the problem yeah. with the run game I this mean, year is that you're starting, you're starting Zeb Nolan. Yeah, like exactly. He, like I ain't trying to be disrespectful for you know Colonel Zeb, but let's be real here. Like teams are not scared of you throwing the ball on them. So exactly. They're gonna, yeah, we're gonna blitz like crazy. We're gonna stack the box, put you in odd fronts, and drop eight, and just beg you to throw the ball. Yeah, and you I mean, know? and that's, the same that's... could be said for Jason Brown. I mean, yeah, I mean, you he's gotta never... make beat you, Bo or Rattler. Exactly. Teams, teams might be a little more apt to play you straight up, and he, right, he's got enough talent where he can, he can win. <clears> that's <throat> right. why I think it's important if for y'all just to go find another receiver somewhere. The UTEP kid. Dude, that um, is the guy. That's he's the kid. hard. Yeah, he's so good. Dude. I can't think of his name right now. Jacob Cowing. Cowing, that's it. Yeah, he's I've like, seen where he's, he's starting a smaller to, guy. He's, starting, he's like a little shot smith. He's a little Devo. water bug. Yeah. He's a little water bug. But he's starting to add like a bunch of power five offers. So. Dude, he got like a bunch of offers and what I mean, I don't think I mean he he's gonna just pick and choose wherever he wants to go. I don't know if I mean we it's a, it's a good thing that we got Rattler because kids in the portal like this that might just have one more year are going to be looking yeah. at the quarterback position being like, all right, who's who's throwing me the ball? So now that we have him, it's – That's how recruiting is anyway. If yeah. you Like if you have a good quarterback in your class, it's it seems to be easier to stack up like skilled position talent. Yeah. So that's one thing going for us. But like, like I said, I mean, he has every yeah. offer. I mean, a lot of offers at least, so – It'll be yeah, but I mean, you can you can always sell SEC. You can always sell the fact that the East is wide open. And we got Spencer Rattler coming. Like I think, yeah, 
I think there's a they're lot both, to like they're about both from Arizona Beamers. too. I don't know right. if they I, mean, I don't know if they knew each other or anything back in I don't know if it'd probably be best if they didn't based on yeah, what I've seen from yeah. high school. Probably. <laughs> but that would be huge. Josh Van coming back is already huge. Um, I mean, we're got we're bringing back pretty much everybody outside. So Nick Muse is gone, but Austin Stogner is I mean, that's addition by subtraction. Yeah, that's an upgrade, frankly. Well, that's addition, <laughs> addition by addition by subtraction. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. We're adding Stogner, subtracting Muse. Um, but yeah, one thing, I mean, the best way to make your offensive coordinator look better if you don't want to fire him is get a really good quarterback. So. Yeah, so that way, if he sucks, you can literally say, well, I got you the best available, and you did nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to do you want to go through these uh, these games right here and pick them, or do we just kind of want to like let that be on the back burner, like real low key, how bad we are picking? What games do we have? I mean, Virginia SMU got wiped out. The Clemson Iowa State game, uh, Oregon Oklahoma y'all's game, Tennessee Purdue. Um, what's left of Pitt and Michigan State? <laughs> That's impossible um, to pick, dude. Wisconsin and Arizona State. And also these um, these spreads are from last week when I did it. Yeah, let's I didn't just, anticipate let's literally just everyone getting COVID. Let's just run through these <clears> real quick. Okay. Let me uh, – oh, my God, dude. Air Force beat Louisville today? Yeah, Come I think on. so. Dude, uh, their, their quarterback went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what was Diet Lamar doing? Oh my God, he had nine completions for two fifty. <laughs> oh my! Average one point nine on the ground with another couple touchdowns. Okay, H. Daniels, who are you? Go crazy though. Look at Diet Lamar. He still had a pretty good game. Damn. Yeah. And he didn't he say he's coming back next year? With Cunningham? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's already said that he's gonna run it back, which I'm excited for. They could be I pretty mean, good. Probably not, but he helps. Yeah, I mean not like pretty good, but I mean <laughs> decent. Like they are now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, all right. Well, let's go, let's get into it. We already talked, I mean, SMU Virginia canceled. <laughs> Um, Clemson, Iowa State. We've already yeah, talked I mean, about already a lot. And <laughs> nauseum. Obviously, I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I'm going to go Clemson as well. It would have been way cooler if Brees Hall was there, but he's not, obviously. So, yeah. Oregon, I mean, Oklahoma. The, I like so this. So, Oklahoma, game. as of right now, Oklahoma is a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, I would take Oklahoma. Um, Right. Uh, so the lines moved up a little bit from last week. Um, but really the biggest thing is that, like, I get that they both lost their coaches, but I don't know, man. I feel like Oregon could be – because Thibodeau's out. I'm trying to think who else um, who else has gone from Oregon. But when in doubt, pick a quarterback. So Caleb Williams, uh, do what you do. Just, I mean, it's not like Oklahoma's a bad team. I think Oklahoma's uh, a better team yeah. straight up. 
until yeah. we start, you know. That's – yeah. And there's – I feel like Oklahoma as a program <laughs> has a lot of momentum right now for some reason. Yeah, you know, they got a lot of momentum. Brent Venables their, is in there their, going crazy. Yeah, on the recruiting trail. They got guys coming out of the portal, staying at Oklahoma, which is always big. Um, They've already added a couple guys in the portal too. They had some offensive linemen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I don't know. Brent Venables is about to be a hole. He's about to be a problem. I really dislike that he left. Oh, I like that he left. I love that he left, but. Now you got to do a rain, man. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see if he's he's any good. Yeah, we're both taking Oklahoma there. Um, Yeah, South Carolina, North Carolina. UNC's moved up to a a nine-and-a-half favorite. Yeah. That seems a little aggressive, but um, I would take North Carolina in that game. Yeah, and I mean, um, I'm 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 rocking with South Carolina. I mean, I just got to. I mean, I respect it. I'm hoping I'm hoping Zeb comes out and just goes crazy in his last game. Again, I don't I don't think it's completely unreasonable, but. I don't know. Moving on, um, Tennessee and Purdue. Um, yeah, Tennessee's probably going to get hosed. Uh, well, not Tennessee. Purdue's going to get hosed. Yeah, I was I mean, about they, to say, they are have, they? <laughs> they don't have David Bell. Well, their quarterback is in the portal, but he's going to play. Um, That's so weird. <clears throat> it's very strange. Yeah. Which I which I I really hate that the transfer portal is the way it is. It's kind of like, dude, if your if your team's in a bowl game. What's what's the point of you transferring? I mean, like, I get you're going to transfer in once the new semester starts, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna lose what a week, two weeks of being in the portal. Shit happens fast in the portal, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, like if your bowl game is even if you're in a New Year's bowl game, like, you know, school isn't going to start for another two and a half weeks. So you could easily be recruited, find somewhere else, and and fly out there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I guess it's better than not playing the bowl game. <clears throat> I guess. I, it's I, weird. It's weird either way. But yeah, I think Tennessee is going to win this game. I haven't really watched that much Purdue. David Bell's a beast, but I mean. That up-tempo offense that Tennessee's running this year has worked pretty well, so I'm going to ride with them. So then we got uh, <clears throat> we got the real doozy, um, Pitt, Michigan State. Michigan State's held at the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Obviously, no Kenneth Walker, um, but the biggest thing is that no Kenny Pickett. Who's going to play quarterback for Pitt? Like, you know, I mean, Peyton who's, I don't even, and, who's their backup? Oh man, they have they have some kid from Nick Field that might play. Their backup's name is Nick Patty. See the guy from Rock Hill? No, like a freshman or redshirt freshman. Maybe it's this kid. This dude's from Greenville. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, the the Bevel. Yeah. Six six two thirty five. Yeah, so he's. He, I mean, 
literally their back I mean, quarterbacks have combined for 18 pass attempts. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, no one – Kenny Pickett was this whole team. But also, yeah. Kenneth Walker was Michigan State. But I think – I mean, you got to think quarterback matters more. So, I'm, I think I'm going to go Michigan State here. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I mean – not that you have Kenneth Walker on the bench, but it's a whole lot easier to replace a running back than a quarterback. Right. Always has been, always will be. <clears throat> oh, my God. Let's see, what game do we have next? Uh, Wisconsin and Arizona State. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, what do we have? The Badgers are a seven-point favorite. Are they still a seven-point favorite? They're six-point favorite now. Six point favorite now. So both of them are eight and four. Um, I feel like both of these teams will probably lose if possible. I'm going to take Wisconsin because their defense is really good. Um, I, you know, Pac 12 teams are kind of trash, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to um, go Wisconsin. I feel like every time I've picked Wisconsin this season, they've lost. But I'm just going to go Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, then we got Wake and Rutgers. Um, yeah, Wake, Wake has everybody. Wake's out for blood right now. Um, and they're definitely going to get it. So, I mean, let me take Wake by about three touchdowns. The spread's 14 and a half. So, yeah, go Wake. Um. Yeah, that's the last one. Obviously, we've already we've already picked the the semifinal games. I guess we're I'm going I'm going Bama and Georgia. Um, I mean actually, that's that's kind of that's kind of where you you got to go. Like I said, I want I want the Bama Michigan matchup, but I just I just feel like Georgia's going to be pissed off. Um, you know, hey, they want Bama again, right? But so I mean, I'm, you know, Michigan has a chance, but I, I'm also going to go Bama UGA. I think they have a very real chance. Um, and I think I might be rooting for Michigan during that game. Oh, I absolutely will be because, like <laughs> I said, that's the matchup I want. So, um, <clears throat> then we got Penn State and Arkansas, um, for these New Year's games. Um, you know, Penn State, they do this thing where they don't score any points. So, for that reason. Is Clifford back? He's yes. been back, right? Yeah. Yes. He's he's back, but they're still very futile on offense. Um, next game ought to be a good one. Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I have to believe that they really want to win this game for Marcus Freeman because I think he's he's still coach. He's like he's going to be on the field as their head coach, right? Because obviously he was already on staff. Uh, I have no idea. I haven't thought about it. Um, but you would think so. I mean, that would make sense. Why not? Who is the interim? They did they even name an interim? Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah. But um. And Oklahoma State, I mean, they lost Jim Knowles, their defensive coordinator. Again, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make in three weeks. Like, obviously, they 
know the defense. So it's just a matter of calling the plays. Um, but Notre Dame has Kyron Williams out. Um, you know, but this is this just feels like a game that Notre Dame might be more invested in. Um, and Jack Cohn's played pretty well down the stretch. So I'm I'm gonna take the Golden Domers. Um I think I don't feel good about that pick, but that's yeah, that's what we're rocking with. Yeah, I'm trying to decide because I mean Oklahoma State was chasing the playoff, so do they come into this game and even want to be there? And Probably. Like you said, Notre Dame. I think I think they still do. Yeah. Because it's not like Oklahoma State plays in a ton of huge games, but that's true. I think you have a very valid point. They they might come out and you know pull a Florida where they have no no interest in being there whatsoever. Yeah. Also read that Florida, like you get up to 15 bowl practices, and like I think what is it, nine of them or eight of them can be contact, and Florida only used five practices, and none of them were, like, full contact. Why would they do that? Contact periods. Like, that's – because they don't give a shit. So, that's so dumb. That's this, so Florida. I, I, li- I have no idea who to pick for this game. Me, um, well, I'm going to go – I'm just going to go get <laughs> you and go Oklahoma State because – my gut's telling me to do it. Love that. Love that pick. I want to pick them, but I just can't. I just because I, I think I think I agree with you. I think they're still gonna be still gonna be uh coming out there to fight, you know, get a 12 My heart my heart says Oklahoma State, and my head says Notre Dame. So I'm yeah, understand. I'm gonna ride with it. Um then we got Iowa and Kentucky, kind of like the the uh, Penn State Arkansas game, Iowa does this thing where they don't score points. Yeah, they can't. Oh, we're not even we're not even picking this game, are we? Hold on, we'll we'll add that one in there. That should have definitely been a thing, <laughs> but um, I don't I don't know. I haven't kept up with Kentucky. Do they like? Chris Rodriguez, is he playing? Wondell Robinson? I hope so. I'm about to pick him. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm picking Kentucky too because, like you said, Iowa can't – they can't score touchdowns. So. Then uh, I guess we kind of talked about Utah and Ohio State a little bit. But, yeah, I'm riding with you. Did you see their uniforms for the game? No. They got the UU on their helmet with a rose sticking out of it. It's sick. Okay. It's sick. Go crazy then. So they're definitely about to and they're about to drag Ohio State, aren't they? I do, I think they might. Cause Garrett Wilson's gone. Uh who else is gone for them? Uh Chris Olave's not playing. Oh yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah, they're done. I mean they have CJ Stroud, obviously, but still got trade like mid. <clears throat> You think so? I mean, he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good. I'm trying to find this picture of their a good picture of their helmet to show you. So yeah, Ohio State's a uh, four and a half point favorite, but we're both we're both taking the Utes here. Uh, then we got Baylor and Ole Miss. That's another interesting one. So for uh, 
Ole Miss is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Seems a little bit low. Matt Corral's playing. Um, I'm I'm going I'm going full steam ahead with the with the fighting Kiffins. Oh yeah, I, I feel like they like might blow the doors off of Baylor. To be honest with you, yeah, because this game was Baylor's an even like, spread when I. Baylor's like low key really good. Yeah, no kidding, and also it it kind of scares me that Baylor has a good defense because Ole Miss, you know, sometimes they just don't score. Like they'll they'll put up four hundred yards of offense and score like twenty points. Yep. But hopefully that doesn't happen because we both picked them. Um, yeah. I mean they've had this. The, they've had. I feel like Ole Miss hasn't played. Well, no one's played in forever. But I feel like Kiffin's gonna have those boys. He's gonna have some plays up his sleeve. So. I mean he's got to. Because again, with Baylor coming off of a Big Twelve championship, it's almost kind of like. Did they pack it in and be like, yep, great season, guys? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. It's the Um, the best part about it. We're going to find out. And then then the last game on here, um, probably one of the ugliest matchups you'll see, uh, LSU and Kansas State. Um, If there's ever a team besides Florida that – would win a trophy for not wanting to play a game, it would definitely be LSU. Yeah, I so, mean, you got to go K-State here. They've LSU – well, I guess Miles Brennan took his name out of the portal. Yeah, because Max Johnson went in the portal. So, he's kind of yeah. like, well, no one else is going to play so except I guess, for me. Is, I guess he'll be the starter for this game. And he's pretty. He's a good player. Um, is, he, is he still hurt? I thought he was out for the year. Is he? Maybe he is. I don't even I was know. That was I don't know who's going to play quarterback for this. Um. Well, we'll see. Oh, Nussmeier. Coordinator. Yeah. Garrett Nussmeier. Yeah. So his dad was the offense coordinator when Joe Brady was right there, right. and they were like going crazy. Um. <clears throat> so, I just I don't feel like he's very good at football, but. Yeah, I mean, he's completing he 50% of his passes, two touchdowns, two interceptions right now. I mean, he might go full Joe Burrow, though. You never know. I mean, I, I, not, though. I mean, I do know that he's definitely not Joe Burrow, but. Well, Joe, Joe Burrow wasn't Joe Burrow at one point. Yeah, you know who's going to be the Joe Burrow next season? Probably Spencer Rattler. Yeah, exactly. You know who's not? <laughs> DJ. DJ. You know who's not going to play next year? DJ. DJ. Yeah. I mean, really, I think that's the best. That's the best that Clemson can hope for. Is that Cade comes in and just can beat him out? Because you're kind of worried if you can't. Unless DJ comes out the first game and actually looks good. Well, see, that's the thing. It's kind of like you give him you give him eight months to get better and like get healthy. Um but Klubnik will be there in the spring, so it's kind of like obviously DJ's going to take all the reps with the ones in spring. But if you come out of spring thinking, okay, this kid, this new kid can, can play, right? Then DJ's, I mean, it's kind of like his days are numbered. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he instantly goes in the portal. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But then the question is, who would take him? 
I feel like a lot of people would, but it's kind of like, where do you – USF. Like, what do you do with him? He's going to South Florida. That'd be nuts. <laughs> it would be nuts. Next thing you know, South Florida, Cincinnati, and we're about to fire Dabo for Jeff Scott. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But, yeah, is there anything else we need to talk about? <clears throat> there hasn't been really any portal movement that I have to mention? No, I mean, nothing Nothing relevant to the teams and conferences we follow. I mean, obviously, yeah. going Gabriel to UCLA, I couldn't care any less. Um, did we talk <clears throat> did we talk about Bo Nix to Oregon? Yeah, I couldn't care any less. Yeah. I didn't think of who else. I guess I said that the uh, that offensive lineman from Virginia, the center, is going to yeah, he's Michigan. going to Michigan. Yeah, I saw his commitment thing on Twitter. But did he already commit? Yeah, he's playing in the bowl game, so I didn't know if he'd wait. That's so weird. <laughs> Dude's literally committed to another school. At least I think yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure I saw his commitment thing. Because I was like, oh, yeah, Sam said he was going to go to Michigan. It could have been like a fan edit or something, but, um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, another portal news for Clemson, we we had – there's Hunter Norstat from uh, Cornell, back from Atlanta, that had, he's been their left tackle for the last couple of years. He's starting to get power five offers to play like guard or center, um, even though he never played that. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw level. a write-up on him, yeah. I would um, love that. But Clemson gives Carolina all sorts of crap for going down levels to get transfers. Oh, no, he already told us to kick rocks. Oh, did he? Yeah. Damn. Looks like uh, looks like some of the Big Ten schools like Iowa and them got on him. Mm. So, I think Iowa and Michigan might be the, might be the two names to know for him. So Michigan is just going to reload the offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I, don't, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Yeah. Um, Jameer Gibbs finally committed to Alabama. That's been oh yeah, a thing for oh, a while. Yeah. So that kind of wow. <laughs> and, and Eli Ricks. Yeah, I mean, and wow. Eli. What Ricks. else can you say? I mean, Nick Alabama's a savage. Just, Alabama's just doing it. Just doing it more. Just he just continues. He got Jameis Williams from a transfer from Ohio State, and he went crazy this year. My favorite thing about Alabama is that you have to you have to realize that if you're like the fourth or like if you're the last running back on scholarship, and you get on Twitter and see Jameer Gibbs posting a highlight tape talking about Roll Tide, <laughs> dude, you're not going to be there in the spring. Yeah. Nick Saban didn't even have to call you in his office and tell you. Like you're like, okay, well, there's my there's my spot. I gotta go, dude. It's gonna be. And we crazy. also just signed two running backs. It's gonna be crazy to watch Jameer Gibbs on Alabama. It's gonna be so weird. He's gonna go crazy. He really, dude. He really, he may really be. might be unstoppable. He really might be. Ooh. It's gonna look like his high school highlight tape. Yeah, when he scored like five touchdowns a game. <laughs> 
Yeah, except for that one game where he scored like nine or ten. Yeah. <laughs> Went for like 400 yards or something. Yeah, that just that's going to be though. crazy. They don't give a shit, dude. They, they're different. They're so different. And then you got Dabo talking about he doesn't want to go in the portal because if you – like if we – they were talking about there's a, a guy from Oregon um, that played corner. And I think he was a sophomore or a redshirt sophomore and had a pretty good year this year and transferred. Um, <clears throat> something about we we recruited him out of high school and like one of his last two or three schools and then we filled up and obviously he couldn't commit to us. And they were talking about like hypothetically like, well, what if we went after this guy? Because obviously we're losing – we're going to lose Booth and Mario Goodrich, who have both been freaking phenomenal. Yeah. So – because they've been so good and we've been in so many close games. Like, I mean, Fred Davis and Malcolm Green and um, Nate Wiggins have played, but it's not like they've played a ton. It's not like in years past where our backups have played hundreds but, of snaps. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why don't you go in and get somebody that's, you know, a, a veteran guy that's played and has already, you know, put something good on tape. And it's kind of like, well, if you go and take him, then – what, what did Nate Wiggins and Malcolm Green do? They've been out here grinding for a year or two years. Like, you add one, one of them's going to leave. So it's kind of like you're trying to take care of the guys who already got on campus, and Bama's like, fuck them. Yeah, Bama's like, I'm going to get the best guy. We're going to run the yeah. best person out there. And that's the thing. Clemson's talking about getting somebody that's good. Bama's talking about getting the best one there is. Yeah. Eli Ricks and Jameer Gibbs, I mean, two insane portal pickups. But they do it every year. That's the thing. Bama and Georgia, they don't go and get, like, a ton of guys in the portal. They might go get, you know, one or two a year. They're hard. Well, Georgia just gets quarterbacks that they don't play. <laughs> well, I mean, they got <clears throat> they got a Reek Gilbert. They got DK. Like, if you want to look at it purely from talent. Like, Wait, is got, a Reek Gilbert even there? I have no idea. He definitely transferred to Georgia, though. They got DK. But that's kind of what Georgia does. They get talent wasted. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, who plays for the Georgia Bulldogs? What's what's up with him? Well, that's a whole other story. But <clears throat> Yeah, maybe if Davini were here, he could give us a little insight. Yeah. Um, Davini, if you're listening, if you're not, um, hit us up. Yeah. Tell us what's going on what's with, up with, uh, what's up with, with Gilbert. Or Eric. Arik, whatever, however you yeah. pronounce it. If you but if, yeah, it, if it's got, pronounced Eric spelled like that, I can't. It doesn't <laughs> sit well. It doesn't sit right with my soul. A R I K. And his name's Eric. It's got to <laughs> be Arik. It has to be. You know, I mean, you'd hope so. But yeah, I mean, Bama, Bama got Jameson Williams, who went for fourteen hundred yards in the air, and then got Henry Toto out of the portal, who is their leading tackler. Yeah, casual. And then they went and got Eli Ricks and Jameer Gibbs, who are both going to be starters. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. The rich get richer out of the portal. But the portal also like – it also – it's. I mean, I feel like it's been doing a pretty good job of spreading talent around. Yeah. The only problem is you have, like, a 1,000 kids in the portal and you've got, like – 150 of them that are committed. 
Yeah, I mean, you venture the portal, you might not. You gotta. I mean, you gotta. Tell, I don't know. Read the room for some of these guys, but I mean, should the portals help South Carolina? So. I think the problem with the portal is right now it's new, so everybody's, like, not reading the room at all. And they're just kind of like, well, I'm not playing here. I could definitely play somewhere else. And then you get yeah, in the portal and realize that, that someone oh, else might I'm not like, need you, dog. <laughs> right. And then you get in the portal and realize, like, oh, there's another, like, 45 guys at my position who thought the exact same thing and that are pretty much the same as me. Yeah. It's kind of like – and some of them there's have only so many, and, and I don't because I never yeah. played. Yeah, there's only so many schools to to end up at. That's why that's one thing. I mean, you got to think it's going to settle down because people are going to realize, like, okay, you know, maybe I do need to grind it out here for a little bit, at least get some tape and then transfer instead of just immediately, if you're not starting, transfer. Right. That's the thing. I, I mean, if you're, if you're like a big time recruit and you're not playing, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of live off that. Yeah. Or if you're, when you or if you're right or if you're somebody that's got some tape like then if you want to transfer i mean do you got to do what you got to do but yeah if you're transferring when you ain't played and when you were like a, a just a run-of-the-mill three-star like bro you got you got to go to fcs my boy well i mean and it's like our walk-on four-string quarterback put his name in the transfer portal like where are you going home <laughs> Bojangles. I mean, shit. I don't know. Probably just, not to play quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's craziness. But I don't know. I guess next episode we're gonna be talking. We're gonna be previewing the national championship, and it'll I don't be like it. and it'll be 2022. This is the last podcast of 2021. I'm not fucking with football season ending. I'm just not with all that. I know, dude. Even though really football football season is already kind of over because everybody else is just quitting. But yeah, or or coviding. Hey, I mean, we got hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we got two games these next two days that are going to be played, and hopefully are going to be good games. Um, But I don't know. I guess if we don't have anything (laughs) else to say, we'll see y'all in twenty twenty two. Yep. See you next year. Hell yeah. Peace.